This episode is brought to you by Aaron's Almond Farm. Aaron's Almond Farm is a farm in the middle of uh, the middle of Chicago. It's right in the heart of the city, and it's a little place. It's a little farm. It's a guy named Aaron. He owns it, and he he messaged me and he goes, you know, Ange, I really think you're you got a fucking head that looks like an almond, and why don't you try a few almond treats? And I said, okay. So I tried them, and man, they were a ten out of ten. Aaron's gonna really he's gonna catch a case with how how good these are how he's gonna really makes he's gonna catch a case. Um so today we're talking about so we're today we're gonna talk about some sex, we're gonna talk about kinky shit, and we're gonna get fucking weird. I like to get weird. Why are my eyes tearing? Holy shit. This fucking I think I got the light on too bright today. Or I'm not even, I'm not awake enough. Holy shit, dude. You know what's cool is that I could just sit here and talk and I'm talking to no one, but I'm like looking at a screen, but there's fucking no one in my house right now. And I'm just talking for an hour or whatever. Like that's kind of cool, right? That I could do that. It makes me think that if I ever get like kidnapped or like, I don't know, like if I ever live really shitty, shittily, if I'm ever living shittily, uh, I'll just talk to myself, right? Because that's kind of what I do anyways. Anyway, uh, anyway and, then, and then that's a period. And now I say anyways, and now we move forward. Um, today, I'm talking about 22 kinky challenges that will spice up your sex life. This is an article I came across the other day when I was looking at just kind of get fucking, get a little bit more weird. I like to get weird in bed when I have a partner, um, but I wanted to take it to the next level. I've heard a lot of stories about people like fucking in a backyard and like people having sex on a plane, which I really want to do. Um, you know, just weird shit. A guy fucking jizzes on his girlfriend's face, like while they're on the train, shit like that. So I kind of like wanted to get into that. So I looked up, um, I looked up like kinky things you could do with a partner and I found this list, and I haven't gone through it yet because I found it, and then I was like, this would be great to bring to the podcast and read them out loud and give a genuine response. I don't know if there's an alien outside of my fucking window, but if you heard that, Area 51. Um, so I wanted to bring this list to you, so I have that here. I also asked all of my friends and family, which is you guys, the listeners, I asked you guys a question on my Instagram. I said, what's the most memorable sex experience you've ever had? And we got some pretty good stories, it looks like. I haven't read them fully, but I kind of like gisted through them or skimmed over them. And uh, they look pretty good. So it's going to be a great show. And it's time to get into the show that's already been started for three minutes now. Um, first of all, the reason why I wanted to talk about... I like to talk about sex all the time, Okay. I'm the guy that I go to dinner with my friends or I go out to eat and in the middle of them eating their fucking omelet, I'm sitting there asking like, hey, have you ever given a fucking foot job? And then my friend's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then my other friend would be like, dude, you're fucking weird. Can we just eat our food? And it's like, no, I'm not, I, like, I don't think that's weird of me. I like to ask, you're my friends, right? We talk about everything together. Why is there like this one thing that we can't talk about, meaning, or being sex? Why are people like so scared to talk about it? It's like the same type of women that you ask them, 
Or like if they talk about masturbation or if you ask them about it, they'll be like, I fucking never finger myself. That's absolutely gross. And it's like, it's not though. Like how many times I fucking beat off in my life? Every single guy in the world, you know how many times they've beat off? It's so many that they can't even count. And if they tried to count, they they would fail. It's probably more than like 1,500 times. This mic is a little bit low. And you're getting straight chair noises right now. Fuck. Um, so, yeah. You know, I just like to I like to be weird. I like to talk about weird shit. And I feel comfortable talking about that. So, it's unfortunate when my friends, they feel uncomfortable. So, that's why I have a fucking podcast. And I come to you guys to do it instead. Sorry, I'm fixing my mic. So, if you hear some shit, that's what it is. Alright, sorry about that. I had to cut it because I was moving my mic fucking fixing my hair. I just didn't, I had to take a second. Anyways, I'm out to eat with my friends and we start talking about how girlfriends can suck really fucking bad or they could be extremely great. And what is the formula to having a good relationship? What is there that you could do that will always bring joy and happiness? And naturally, I'm the one to bring up, I I was telling them how important I think it is to have sex. And how important I think it is not only to have sex with your partner, but like before then. Because when you, here, here was my theory, right? Here's what I explained to them. When you have sex with, let's say, 20 people in your lifetime versus having sex with two people in your lifetime, what you're doing with those 20 people, it's like, it's not about the, like, who's good and bad and who has experience. It's not about that. The idea of having, having sex with 20 people is just completely different than having sex with two people. Because when you have sex with two people, you're still very emotionally involved. You're still like kind of falling in love with like her or like getting pussy whipped instantly or she's getting dick whipped or she's like very fucking, oh my God, this guy's perfect. But it's only because they're making you feel a way that you've never felt before, right? Because sex is that fucking thing. Um, and when you have sex with 20 people, what you're really doing is you're 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 teaching yourself how to how to separate like the feeling of coming and fucking orgasms you're separating that from emotions right because you're doing it so many times that like you're not going to fall in love with 20 girls and want to marry 20 women right uh you're going to fucking have sex with them and then it's a great time and then they leave and then you do it again the next week or you have fun and like and with the same people too. It doesn't mean that I'm talking about 21 night stands. It's just like I can, when I'm horny, I can have sex and it's great and it's really fun and I can have a partner that's equally consensual to the idea of we just have sex and that's it. I don't have to lead anybody on. I don't have to like make anybody feel like I'm going to be dating them. It's just like sex and that's fucking it. But when you only have had two girlfriends and it's like very special and it's very meaningful, you're not really experiencing like sex in a fun way. It's more of like, this is a chore that I have to do. And it's like, it's still fun, obviously, but it's like, this is what we have to do to be happy or like to re-fucking light the flame. And there's a lot of couples that they'll get in a fight and then they fuck and they make up. That's why makeup sex is a huge thing. So it's just the concept is a lot different. Um, and I, we were just talking about that and I was explaining to them like why it's like why it's good to do that, why it's good to have a Tinder fucking just fucking fest for like a year. And it is good as well to have like a year where you don't have sex with anybody. I had 
I think the beginning of this podcast, like the first 40 episodes, maybe it was like the first 30, I wasn't sleeping with anybody. I had a full like 18 or 14 months that I went without sleeping with anybody and I was just like traveling my fucking dick off. It was probably the most productive year I've ever had. That was when I first started getting my celebrity customers. That's when I first started selling a lot and I was making good fucking money, right? Then I like did 10 or 15 trips and I got back home. I turned 20, which turning 20 fucked me so bad because that was like the most emotional year of my life. But turned 20, decided that I wanted to try more for love and all that and got fucking screwed over uh, and fucked myself over a lot. And now I'm about to be 21 in like a month and I'm like over that. That wave is gone. I had the wave of sex when I was younger. I had the wave of fucking like being or being in a relationship, I guess, for a year, senior year. Then I had the wave of focusing on myself and like really figuring my own shit out and getting my shit together and becoming comfortable. Then I had the year of maybe I'll try to restart the cycle and find love again. Now I'm at the point where I just don't give a fuck anymore. And it's like, I just like, I, I want to do my own shit again. I'm, I just planned two trips for next month, but I want to do productive shit and I want to try to just have fun and like meet people, go on first dates and fucking wing it and do everything without expecting a fucking thing. Like go on dates with girls, but never, never even mention anything on Tinder or on Hinge. Just make my profile. We match and just ask them, hey, do you want to go on a date? And not even talk because then I could really train myself to like talk to people and not get nervous at all, um, which a lot of people think that like, because I play off a very confident person and a very comfortable person, but... Uh, in my beginning stages of Tinder, there was a girl in particular that lived like an hour away. I might have told this story before, but it, it was a while ago if I did. Uh, she lived an hour away, and I we matched on Tinder. It was the first time I ever got a match that I like was interested in meeting. And she drove over to my house from... I'm not going to tell you the town because I don't want people to know where I live. But she drove from an hour away, gets to my house, and I turn my phone off. And I told her that... Like I answered like, like two hours later and I when I turned my phone on, there was all these texts from her. She was like, I'm here. What the fuck? Are you blowing me off? Hello. And I told her that my phone died and then I was out and I just made up some bullshit story. And I was literally sitting in my room just like scared. Um, I did the same thing to the same girl. She came out to a different town. We were supposed to go out to eat. I was in the parking lot. I saw her pull up. She didn't see me. And I just turned around and left. And I texted her. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I just can't do this. I think I made up an excuse then too. But I had that I had that time too. I'm not just like some guy that doesn't have the fucking nervous feeling ever. I trust me, I definitely do. It's just that I I like controlled it and I made myself fucking I like confronted that part of my brain that gets nervous and gets worried and scared. I made myself feel that so many times that I eventually was just like, fuck it. Why do I even care? You know? So the first few times Tinder dates, yeah, I, I was scared. I didn't meet them. And this was even when I was having, like I had had sex, I had had hookups. It was just the idea of like meeting someone new and talking to them and like now I have to force myself to like ask her questions. It was just scary to me, you know? And then I took my balls and I put them in my hand 
And I was like, I could fucking do this. And then I started being great at meeting new people. Another part of it is meeting, like I meet people for my job, which is how you could understand why I'm a little bit more comfortable meeting people. Is like, even if it's selling shoes online, I have to message somebody random, meet somewhere random, get out of the car, talk to someone random for two seconds, shake their hand or whatever, and then leave. It's like, it's part of what I do. So that's why I think I have an advantage. That's why if you're sitting there with someone that's be, like, nervous a lot, you could get a little bit of tips from me because I think I got the experience and I have like a reason of why I'm so comfortable. Um, so that's fucking that, you know? I don't really know where I was going with that. But yeah, so I'm comfortable and and, and, I, and it took a while to get there. I guess the point of this fucking first segment is if you're nervous, if you're single, if you want to have sex with people, if you want to hook up, but you feel like you're not ready yet or you feel like you're, you know, not even, whatever the fuck your reason is, it's bullshit. And just get someone on a dating app and meet them. Even if it doesn't have to be meeting them at your house or their house, meet them at a Starbucks and have that awkward fucking conversation that nobody wants to have. Like, do it. And it's awkward for anyone, even me now. Meeting a girl at a, at a fucking Starbucks and, like, sitting down, I think that's so fucking lame, first of all, because it's like you're trying to, like, you're doing it because society makes us, like, we have to go on a first date and talk. That's, like, what the normal thing to do in the world is. So... Doing that, first of all, is cringy and it sucks, but it happens and that's what people do. And if you're looking to meet a girl, but you're not looking to hook up, that's probably how you have to start. Meet at a Starbucks or meet at somewhere for coffee. So even if I do that today, it's still a little awkward, right? It's not about the fact that I don't fucking feel awkwardness. It's just how you handle it. So if I sit down and I just ask a question right away and I force myself to talk and I force myself to really like say some fucking shit rather than just sitting there and being nervous that will make her do the same thing if you are like the the initiative if you fucking ask her and ask her something dumb or like ask her something fun even what did you think of breaking bad season fucking five and then if she answers it now she knows about breaking bad now you could start talking about anything like it could or the other seasons now it could just fucking spawn or not spawn it could grow uh, a tree of conversation. You can ask anything. Have you ever seen this movie? No. Well, have you ever seen any movies that are scary? Yeah. Which ones? Boom. There's a fucking one right there. You could say, what do you think of this Starbucks? Have you ever been in, the, in this town? And she could be like, who fucking cares? Do you want to talk about meaningful shit? And then you say, yeah. And then you, and then you kind of look like an idiot. But it doesn't matter, right? Uh, there was a time, you know what else sucks, by the way, the lamest shit ever. Here's another tip from Ange. Uh, when you go on a first date, don't kiss them goodbye. There's no need to do that because what it does, kissing a girl goodbye, first of all, it's like, it's another one of those things that society makes us feel like we have to do. And you see it in TV shows and you hear stories about it. And it's like, people think that when you go on a first date if she kisses you, that means she's interested in you. Or if you get the kiss, it's like a W right off the bat and you feel good. But like, 
I, I don't know, man. For me, it, I, I separate them again. It's like, if I'm going to go out to eat with a girl or if I'm going to go see a movie or if I'm going to go on a date, then let's just leave it as a date. Let's go on the date, have fun, enjoy ourselves, hug each other goodbye and leave. Or not even hug. Who fucking cares? When you do the kiss thing at the end, it's so uncomfortable because there's no way to know which person, like, there's no way to know, you know? I can hug her goodbye and I did it. I did it somewhat recently. Uh, I hugged a girl goodbye, and it was a great. It was a great date. You know, we saw a movie. It was fun. I hugged her, and I was just expecting to hug her, but she kissed me on the cheek, and then I was like, "Fuck!" She thinks I like rejected her. So then, when she was like about to walk away, I grabbed her and I kissed her. But it was so awkward. It was awkward as fuck. And I just remember thinking like. This is like now, this is the last thing that we leave this date with. We had a great time. We were really flirty. We were really touchy, but we weren't hooking up. We enjoyed the movie. It was fun. But now the last thing that we leave on is this like awkward forced kiss and why, you know, I've kissed plenty of women. I'm sure she's kissed plenty of guys. It's not like it was our first. It's not extremely meaningful. I'm no, I know that the by the way of her body language, I know that like she would be into me sexually and I'm very into her sexually. So why do the kiss? Have the first date, be adults, have the date, and then have the second date and let all that animalistic fucking kinky shit out, you know? Separate them. That's all I'm saying. And I think I think people should follow that. I think it's really fucking especially, I don't know. Another thing that I was telling my brother and uh, a friend of his the other day was that if you start um, if you start out if you meet a girl online or you meet a girl in a mall wherever the fuck it is if you start a relationship by addressing what sexual things you need and what sexual things she needs and you get the sex out of the way now it's it'll really tell you like am I interested in talking to this person like it's kind of fucked up to think like this but just hear me out okay hear me out if me and fucking Susan are going to go on a first date and, or, okay, back up. Me and Susan just matched on Tinder. If I message her and I say, what's up? She goes, not much. How about you? Not much. Uh, what kind of fucking food do you like? I don't know, sushi. How about you? Uh, I don't know, chicken tenders. Well, like, what the fuck are we doing? You know? Why don't we just talk about sexual sexual shit instead? Because 99% that's why we're both here. And if she's not there to talk about sex or not there to hook up, and you are, then it shouldn't work out anyways. You know what I mean? Then you know, okay, you're looking for a relationship. I'm looking for sex. Let's just end it here. And that's really, 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 really easy to understand. Most guys are a little bit desperate or most, well, not really girls. Girls don't get desperate. Uh, I'm sure they do, but not as much as guys. Guys are desperate, so they want to like, if they don't, if they're not sexual and they're not, they're not sexually active, they want to like act like they give a fuck about a girl just to make her think that he really cares because she's looking for a relationship. Then they hang out 10 times, they have sex, and then the girl gets ghosted. And then feelings are hurt, people are hurt, and the guy learned nothing and the girl's fucking traumatized. It's like, it doesn't make anything better. So instead of, dude, a lot of people want to just fuck, okay? Women and men. Women want to fuck just as much as men do. They're just not as forward about it. And to be honest, there's not as, I mean, 
It's way easier to look at boobs or an ass and think, holy fuck, than it is to like look at a guy's facial features and his smile and does he have a nice body and how, like, is he a dick? And like, there's so many other things that go into it. Like, guys are way more attracted to girls than girls are attracted to guys. Okay, that's that's what I'm fucking saying. So, if you just say, hey, like first or second message, hey, I'm on here to fucking hook up. If you're down to do the same thing, I think you're extremely hot. Let's fucking do it. Say something like that. That way she knows you're fucking straight up. You're honest. You're not looking to play games. You're not looking to hurt anybody. And if she's the same way and she's like, hell yeah, let's fucking do it. Then she comes over, you guys have sex, and now you got what you wanted out of the way, right? Now the sexual thing that you would have wasted months for, you just got it right now. So now uh, you can lay there in bed and now you start talking about things and now you start realizing if you really like her or not then that's where something natural comes right now you're naturally like you had the sex you got all of the things out of the way that would come in front of you thinking normally right you might just go out to eat with her because you want to fuck her you might just go mini golfing because you want to get home and cuddle after whatever the fuck it is there's always like a little bit of expectations that are sexual always in a date or something, uh, at least in my opinion. And I know that all all the people that are older that are listening to this podcast right now, you're thinking it's fucked because like back then you would have to, you really valued sex and sex wasn't something you just gave up on the first day or, and I'm not really saying sex, I'm just saying hooking up on the first day. It doesn't have to be like You have to do everything under the fucking sun. I'm just saying get in bed and hook up fucking 69, do some kinky shit, and then experience that because it's kind of what you want in the first place. For the older people that don't understand that, it's different now. There's no other way to explain it. Sex isn't valued as much as it used to be. Uh, People, self-respect is at a fucking all-time low. Uh, And like privacy is really easily obstructed or fucking, I don't know, broken into like people don't really have like a, I mean, some people do, but a lot of people have a filter that they just kind of like, I'll do these three things, but I won't do this. And the line is very pushed back. Some girls will go to a guy's house at 10 PM and they have no problem doing it, which is a problem. But I'm a guy. I will go to a girl's house at 10 PM. And it's like, why? I don't know because I'm horny. And that's like, and I trust her. The other thing, though, that you guys don't understand for the older people that think that's fucked is that in your time, it was you meet each other and you fucking do whatever. You go out to eat or you hook up, whatever it was. And you meet them face to face. There's no phones. There's no nothing. And nowadays, now's fucking generation now, generation Y kids, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have white pages, we have all these apps that we can use to like look up someone. If I meet a girl online and she wants to come over at 10 p.m., I do think it's a little sketchy, but what I, what I do is I run a fucking white pages check on her, see if she's like killed anyone, see if she's, I don't know, or it's not white pages, what's the one? I don't know, there's an app that you could like literally look up if someone's got a criminal record. You do that uh, and then you run a fucking Instagram and Facebook quick little 10 minute stalk, see if they're, you know, have pictures of them with like guns or if they're like doing heroin. And if they're not, then I guess it's fucking time to bang. I mean, or time to hang out. 
it's it's fucked up okay it's fucked up but this is what it is and i think that if you want something natural get the sexual stuff out of the way first and then go for something natural and then it'll probably just come there and if it doesn't if you have someone over you guys hook up whether it's sex or just giving her head or whatever it is then it's not about that when you guys share a sexual experience together and then you realize I got like I'm already happy now. She's happy now. We had some good fucking we had a good hookup right there. Now if we get along, now we could just keep hanging out and keep getting along. The sex is great and I'm interested in her. Now something like now emotions are drawn and then it becomes a lot more fucking natural and real. Maybe I'm fucking weird for thinking that makes sense, but that's how it makes sense in my mind. Um all right. Well, I guess that was good. Let's get to the, I mean, yeah. Now let's read 22 kinky challenges that will spice up your sex life. I don't know. I, I really could just talk all day about this shit. I think it's so interesting. I think it's crazy how some people view sex and how I view it and how people view hooking up and relationships and like, I don't know. Let's fucking focus here. All right. Number one, the number one kinky challenge that will spice up your sex life. Have sex, this is what it says, have sex without kissing your partner anywhere on their body. When your lips are taken out of the equation, you'll have to find new ways to get each other off. I don't even know if I could get hard for this one. Um, Once I had a, I had a girl once tell me that she wanted to only get fucked in the ass and that was it. She didn't want to, I think she like would have made out. But she didn't want to like have any foreplay, no fingering, no blowing, no grabbing and feeling up or like teasing each other. She was like, I want to come over and I want you to fuck me in the ass and then I will fucking leave. And it's like, that's not really, that doesn't really do it for me. I'm not really into that. It's like kind of hot that she likes it in the ass, but you just want to come over, lay down, get fucked, and then leave. It's like, that's like a little fucked. And I know it's almost contradicting to what I just was talking about earlier about the like about being able to have sex. But it's the fact that she doesn't want to have any foreplay. I'm a big foreplay guy. I'll spend an hour and a half fucking around before I even have sex with you, you know? We could come twice each and then fuck and then have a big finale. It doesn't have to be like you come over... And we have just the most vanilla, boring sex ever. And then it takes like 30 to 20 minutes. Fuck that. Uh, unless it's like your girlfriend and it's a quickie and it's like you're, you're established. You've already established your sexual relationship. Uh, no, I don't think that's a great one at all. I don't know why that's number one either. Number two, have sex without making a sound. No dirty talking, no whispers. Do it in complete silence. Act like you're worried about someone catching you. I mean, this one sucks too. I, I gotta be honest. I like to be, like who would wanna do that? Imagine just and you're just fucking staring at each other. I mean, God, just straight face looking at each other in the eyes and just fucking. Nope, not happening for me. Number two's out the window. Number three, have sex while you're both wearing blindfolds. See how well you could turn each other on without using the gift of sight. Yeah, I mean, this this fucking thing sucks. Both blindfolds. I'll fall off the bed. The fucking girl will knock over my water bottle. Then, you know, you think you're putting it in her ass and you're putting it in her fucking ear. Who wants to do that? That's a hard pass. 
Number four, see how long you could kiss without having sex. Try to make it for at least half an hour before you start tearing each other's clothes off. This one I'm for, you know. I'll make out with a girl for 20 minutes. Then I take her shirt off. Then I'm fucking grabbing her boobs, doing all that shit. I like to do that. So this one gets a bump. This is a great one. You know what's actually fucking weird? Now that I think about it, me and my first girlfriend ever when I was like 14, this is like the cringiest shit ever, but I'm just going to tell you it. Uh, me and my girlfriend, the first time ever, we were the first girlfriend ever. Um, once we like started making out and that was the first kiss for me and I think it was for her too, we like loved it so much and we didn't want to have sex because she wasn't really ready for it and oh no, you know what? I think we did have sex at this point, but I don't know. We loved making out. We would go on a hill and we would record, like we would go on a, on a on the stopwatch on our phone and we'd press start and we would make out for like however many days we've been dating in minutes. So like on our 30, like, oh my God, it's so fucking, oh my God. On our like one month anniversary, we would make out for 30 minutes straight and time it. Or like our, fa our number was, tw I mean, dude. I don't know what the fuck we were doing. Maybe that's why I like foreplay so much because I was doing the dumbest shit and like really longing the fucking sexual experience since it, since I was 13. All right. Um, good thing you guys know that about me now. Scroll down. A, oh, scroll down an adult website. Randomly click on something to buy for the bedroom and then use it as soon as it gets delivered to your apartment. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is fun. I don't know about randomly click. Why don't you just pick something together? Like, you don't want to just click fucking lube that's made out of uh, chocolate and then use it. Well, I guess it would be fun. I don't know. Number six, put on a random porno and try to mimic everything the couple on the screen does. I haven't done this one yet. I've done a lot of weird shit. I haven't watched porn with, a, with my partner yet. I probably would. It's just like, I, I, I like to make it, like, let's make a porn of our own. Let's set up a camera and a light and let's record us fucking. Why do I have to watch someone else? But it is something I would do. So I guess bump that one. That one's not bad. Have sex while wearing as many pieces of clothing as you can. What the fuck? Keep your skirt on. Keep your underwear on. Uh, yeah, no, not doing that one. Put a beanie on, gloves, and a scarf, and fucking ram your girlfriend in the ass. No thing, no thanks. See how this is number eight. That one gets a firm no. See how many times you could have sex in one day without reusing any of the same positions. That one's fun. You know, it's cool. I like to do new positions. It's great. Spend the day completely naked. Watch TV together. This one I love. This is the best one so far. Spend the day completely naked. Eat naked. Cuddle naked. But don't have sex until the end of the night. That's great. 100%. I think I've actually done, maybe not the whole day, but me and my girlfriend have laid in bed from like my ex-girlfriend. We laid in bed from like 6 p.m. And then she slept over the whole day. And then the next, like we were naked the entire time. We fucking had pizza. The second we got in the room, the door was closed. We stayed in the room the whole time. It was fucking great. Um, number 10, role play. Search through your closet, put an outfit on, pretend to be a teacher. N no, it's like no, because you're not one. You know, if I wanted to have sex with a teacher, which may have happened, uh, I, would, I would just do it. Or I would, if it hadn't happened, I would try to do it, you know, or, you know, I would try to do just, if you want to hook up with a teacher, hook up with a teacher. If you want to hook up with your girlfriend, hook up with your girlfriend. Your girlfriend will never be your teacher. So it won't, 
it won't work, you know? Um, yeah, and if she try, imagine like, dude, that's so cringy. Imagine your girlfriend like walks in the door and she's like, okay, class, time to read about eating my fucking pussy. You just, I, I would sit there and be like, God, this is fucking, this sucks. Can we, let's, let's skip this. I would almost be embarrassed for her. Or if she's like, do your homework, Ange. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my room, Julie. You know, I wouldn't be wouldn't be able to do it. Um, hard no. Number twelve. I have to kind of speed up because my phone battery's dying. I didn't think of that. Try to create your own sex position, one you've never used or have seen in the movies. Um, great. You know, probably not. Create your own. Get a twister mat and fuck is basically what they're saying. I'm only gonna do three more of these. We're gonna go to fifteen and then I'm gonna read the questions because my phone just gave me the ten percent battery thing. Masturbate side by side. You're allowed to look at each other, but you're not allowed to touch each other. I've done this before, like on purpose, and it's pretty, it's like pretty hot, but it's kind of weird. Because it's like, why am I beating off? And why are you fingering yourself? And why the fuck are we looking at each other while we're doing it if we're together and we can just f do each other, you know? But like for a few minutes, I've done it. And then I was like, okay, this is weird. Let's switch. Like, I'll do you, you do me. And then we do that. Um, number 14, buy a book of sex positions, flip to a random page and attempt to do it. That's fun. I'm really for that because it, that gets both people out of their comfort zone and it, it hits a spot in your brain where you've never done this before. So you're like interest or instantly interested and it's like a learning experience for you both. That one's good. The last one, number 15, most people have sex at the end of the night with the lights off. So try to do it at in broad daylight so you could see every inch of each other's bodies. Yeah, I mean, you you do I've done that a thousand times and it's great, but the lights off is hotter for sure. And it's not because like the girl is ugly, it's not because I'm not into her. I've had sex with beautiful women that the lights were off and it was just hotter. It's hotter because like I don't know. I don't I don't really know why it's hot. It's just like you, you're just focused on the sexual part and that's it. It's almost like taking out one of your senses, which, or it's like taking out two or three of your senses, like sight and hearing. Well, not really hearing. I don't fucking know what I'm saying. You replace sight with like extreme horniness and you just focus that much more on like the feelings that you're feeling rather than what you're seeing and then comparing it to what you're feeling. Plus, I have a weird thing I have a weird thing that I do. This is another weird thing I'll teach you guys about me. I really don't like to watch people have sex when I watch porn because I want it to be that like foreign for me or that special or that different that I enjoy it more. Like I will watch a girl give head. I'll watch blowjob POV videos all day long, right? That's my shit. I'll get off to that. But for sex, I like sex to be strictly sex. I don't like to watch a guy fuck a girl. It's not really that hot. I like to watch kinky shit, but a lot of it doesn't include sex. So, and, and it makes the sex better for me, at least. When I used to watch sex, like porn sex, then I would have sex with my girlfriend. It was like, it was good, but it was like, I kind of would think about in the back of my head, like, they did this position, so I should do this. Or they did this, so we should try it. And you're always kind of like subconsciously comparing yourself. And it's not in a insecure way or in a whatever way. But it's just like, I don't want to have to do that. I, I just want to fuck and like 
go by whatever we're doing and then make shit up on the spot or whatever. And then really enjoy it because it's me and her. Not because I saw Danny D fuck Lena the plug. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So there's 15 kinky challenges that you probably wouldn't want to try half of them. But some of them were fun. If you want to find the rest, type in exactly the title. 22 kinky challenges and you'll find it. Now, let's get into the next portion of the episode where I ask you guys questions about your most memorable sexual experience, and you tell me what they are, all right? There's some fucking weak ones here, but we got a, we got a few great ones. Um, all right, and some fucking long ones. People really love to share, which I didn't get a lot of responses. I want more from you guys. Like, fuck. I got like... 40 responses out of 2,000 or views or 50 responses out of 2,000 views. That's fucking really bad. If you think about engagement, that's fucking dog shit. And I think it's because the question, like when I ask fun questions about shoes, I get like 300 or like two, not 300, I get like 200, which is 10%. And I mean, 50? Fuck. And I think it's just because people get uncomfortable about talking about their sex life. But like, that's what this show is about, and that's why I'm in your life, is to help you expand and stretch your fucking brain a little bit. All right. This story is about a girl. She talks about being on a plane. So me and her boyfriend, this is what she says. Me and my boyfriend, one of our first dates, we were at the bar talking. We mentioned joining the Mile High Club. Fast forward months later, we started uh, dating, and we're going to a vacation, okay? Um Halfway through the flight, one of the attendants goes to the front of the plane to start handing out drinks. There was no one in the bathroom, so I thought this is the perfect time to go. I was super nervous. I wanted to do it, but at the same time, I couldn't, didn't want to get caught. I was hoping he would get scared and pussy out so I didn't look like the pussy, um, but he fucking didn't. So now she's thinking, holy shit, it's now or never. I get up and go to the bathroom to meet him. Now, airplane bathrooms are ridiculously small, and so, so it was quite hard Literally, winky face. Very funny. Um, she's talking about his penis, if you didn't catch that one. Um, but we managed to make it work. The worst part is leaving the bathroom because if there is someone on the other side, you're fucked and your cover is blown. So he left first. I closed the door right after he got out. I waited for another two minutes and then left. Now, no one was waiting outside. We made it back to our seats, but by the time we got there, we had already handed out the snacks, so we didn't get any. So since we just did some physical activity instead, we were, oh, so since we just did some physical activity, we were hungry. I ordered a snack box, and when I went to pull out my credit card, the flight attendant said, don't worry about it, and winked at us. So I guess if you join the club, like the Mile High Club, you get a free snack box, lol. But to this day, I wonder if she knew what we were doing or not. I mean, that's pretty great, right? But for me personally, I, if I'm doing the Mile High Club, like, we're fucking on the plane. We're not going in the bed. Let's fuck in our seats. Let's fuck, right? Like, get on top of me and straddle me and let's just fuck in the seat. And if someone comes by, then, like, we stop. Or no, or fuck them, you know? Like, if a stewardess came by and said, like, you guys can't do this, you'll be arrested, then I guess, fuck, like, we gotta stop. But I can't do it in a bathroom. I can't, like, fuck a girl and then, like, look down and see, like, some porta potty shithole thing. And then, like, maintain a fucking boner, you know? But, hey, kudos to you guys. You made the Mile High Club and I didn't. So I'm a little bit jealous, all right? But I would have I done it right in the seat. Buy the whole row out in the back seat, right? 
buy like maybe buy two rows out so there's no one in front of you and just fuck on the plane. Maybe you can't do that. I don't know if it's illegal or not. Next one. When I was having car sex in, in a Target parking lot, two cops rolled up and shined their lights in the car and made us get out. I almost killed myself on the spot. They might they made us both call our parents even though we were 18. And I was just like, y'all want me to just fucking suffer. I never got car sex. I never understood how it could even be hot, how it could be comfortable. And I drive a fucking SUV and like we probably could have comfortable sex in there, but like I have a bed. Hey, I have a bed. Anytime a girl is like trying to grab my dick or we're in the car and she's like horny. Hey, we're going to be home in seven minutes. Let's wait it out. We don't have to park at a target and fuck. Like, are you kidding me? And for sex, I like to really, like, I like to be myself. I like to try weird positions. I like to fucking 69. I like to have a broad stand on my fucking bed. And, like, like I like to do weird shit. So we can't do that in a car. So car sex is already extremely vanilla. And it's already uncomfortable. So, like, what's good about it, you know? I don't know, dude. That's... That's like the kinky thing that everyone does is have the car sex. I just can't personally. Or I guess I could, but I just don't want to. I've also been thinking about fucking outside lately, like going to a beach and fucking um, or like in the back of my building, like outside, like against the like or somewhere fucking weird. Like if you're going to do it, do it outside. Don't do it outside, but like in the car. Because then you're technically inside. Go outside and fuck if that's what you want. If that's the kink, then do it. Because I would get into that. I think that's like wild, right? But if you're like kind of outside, but you're in a car, so no one can really see you. But like, I don't know. That's just fucking dumb. When I was 20, I got head in the elevator in Maryland from a 39-year-old smoke show who was on a girl's weekend away from her husband and three kids. She was so fucking hot, none of my friends believed me until the next morning... We were eating breakfast in the lobby and we saw each other. She walked up, thanked me for the previous night and kissed me in front, tongue kissed me in front of her friends and all my friends. This sounds like a TV show scene. Uh, doesn't it kind of? It sounds like like something that would happen in like fucking Even Stevens or some shit. Uh, both of us turned around to respective friend groups to see all of their mouths agape. It was awesome. Feel kind of bad now because she was married with kids and I was dumb and full of jizz. Wow, that's an uncomforting saying right there. Imagine like you're, if there's any girls out there, imagine a guy being like, hey, I'm full of jizz. Want to hook up? Oh my God. No, thanks. I'm good. No, thanks. Okay. You're fucking weird. Um, Also, I wasn't the married one. Yeah. I mean, you can't feel bad there, right? Uh, If you didn't know that she had a husband and three kids when it happened, it's not your fault. Like if she told you that after, which I'm guessing is what happened. Cause like if you're in, if you're in an elevator, I mean, this is weird. If you're in an elevator, how the fuck did you really get head? Unless you bust within like three minutes, literally three minutes because elevators will not last longer. How did you have enough time to get head and her explain to you about her husband and kids? I mean, I'm not going to say I don't believe you because I know your friends didn't believe you. And I like to take people's word, but like there's a little bit, there's something you're not telling me here, right? You didn't have, you didn't get head and get the, like you didn't do that all in two minutes of a ride. So did you ride the elevator up and down? Was the elevator like closed and you didn't hit any floors and you got head because then it would make sense because then you're in the elevator for a longer time. 
I think you need a little bit more on your story to make it believable. That's why people may not believe you. Um, but if that happened, great, bro. I mean, I would get, I would like to do that. You know, I'm jealous. So I don't know about the full of jizz part. That's a little, little kind of threw me for a uh, fucking spin there. Um, next one. When having sex in my girlfriend's roommate's bed, she found, oh, she was out of, okay, God. Okay. Let me take a deep breath. Was having sex in my girlfriend's roommate's bed when she was out of town. All was good and no one found out till a week later the roommate came home and found out that there was a giant jizz stain. Why do people say jizz? That's such a gross... Say cum. Like jizz? What the fuck are we? Like, like Big Mouth on Netflix? What the fuck? Um, okay, there was a giant jizz stain on her sheets. She cussed my girlfriend out and now they still don't live together because of that. Wow. I mean, you could tell that where that stuff comes from. Here's a quick little side note. When someone gets mad about someone else having sex for any reason, you hear it, you see it, you fucking feel it. I don't know how you would be able to feel it. But if you hear someone having sex and it's your roommate or you see it come in their room or you see a fucking sex toy or a used condom in the trash or whatever it is, if you get mad at the other person, I don't give a fuck if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, your roommate, your friend's friend, whatever the fuck it is. If you get mad at them and you bring it up and you confront them, it's because you are sad and you're not having sex and your sex life sucks. That's just what it is. If I have great sex and I love doing it and I know all about having fucking toys laying around my room and come all over the sheets. If I know all about that because I have a great experience with sex and my buddy just fucked his girlfriend and left cum on his, on her, or on my sheets that I let him use. Like, I'm, Hey man, you fucking came on the next time, do it on her face. You know, don't, don't come on my bed next time, but like, good for you. You guys had a great time. I'm happy for you, bro. I'm not going to get mad at him because anytime you get angry at someone else for having sex, it's, it's just simply based on the fact that you're jealous deep down. You're jealous that your sex life isn't that good or it like rubs you the wrong way because you're not getting fucked and they are. So don't be like that. If any of that shit happens, like the, the correct answer, wash the sheets. Don't bring it up. Don't make him feel uncomfortable. Let him have that night that he enjoyed and don't like don't bust his balls about it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, there's jizz on your sheets. Wash them. Wash them. You don't have to kick your fucking roommate out. I mean, that comes from a dark place. I had my, this is the next story. I had my dick and three fingers in this girl's vagina. It started out as me being laid out while she was reverse cowgirl. Curved dick problems don't, don't allow for certain positions like this and, and standing up slash public sex. The only way this worked with God having a curved dick, man, you got it. You got a fucking man. The only way this works without her crushing my dick was two fingers in her to give her a backbone. Oh, that's why he's got his fingers in her to like kind of straighten out his dick. Okay. I was kind of thinking like, why? But that makes sense now. Uh, one finger fell in, then two, then three. I literally got to the point where I was about to start fisting this girl. I was down and dick is still in the girl the entire time. And she was damn near ready to fuck a tire app. Okay. I mean, what is, what is this? She said she, she couldn't stop. She orgasmed the hardest right there. Oh, af, okay. He says he puts his fist in her 
and then she orgasmed the hardest. I mean, it's like, are you kind of, you're kind of dragging her for being like a little loose, but I, this, the question is the most memorable. So I could see why this is the most memorable, right? You got the first time you ever put your fist in a girl, like, yeah, I remember my first time. So it's wild. And the fucking finger thing, the curved dick. I never thought about that. You had a curved dick. So you put two fingers in to like straighten it out. That's kind of like pro pro strats right there. So good job, kid. I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, this girl says with you on Snapchat is a girl that we sent nudes before and we had a little bit of phone sex. Phone sex is really fun, by the way. I used to think it was weird, but I, I did it with a girl from like, I don't have to say where she was from. We used to do it all the time. We would FaceTime and she would like finger herself and I would fucking jerk off. And it was like, it's weird, but it's like hot. And it's like, it's fun. It's weird, but that part of it makes it really hot for me. You know, I like the fact that like I never did it before. I'm not used to it. Um, so yeah, this girl, shout out, throwback to when we had a Snapchat fucking fest. Uh, the next one says the one I'm going to have with you. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. All right. Um, so my ex-girlfriend and I used to, this is the next story. Ex-girlfriend and I used to play this game where we had sex or oral sex very close to our family to see if we could get away from it. Oh, with it. One time I was having a full on conversation with her mom while completely inside her under a blanket. Never been more terrified. So I said, where, like, where were you guys? How close was the mom? He says, laying in her bed, her mom was close enough to touch us. Like, how could the mom not know? Unless the mom, like, really? Like, this is some Pornhub shit. But like, okay, in Pornhub or like Reality Kings or like any of the like reality type of porn videos, the mom will be like, (laughs) it's so dumb. The mom will be like reading a book, sitting here like this. And the girl and the boyfriend are laying down on the floor but like the, they're covered by the mom's book, like from her POV, she can't see them because she's reading a book and, and she's just like fucking eating the guy's ass and beating him off. And the mom's just like, yeah, so on page seven, it's like, that's not fucking realistic. So to lay in a bed and the mom's in the room and your girlfriend's giving you head and the mom doesn't know, there's no fucking way she doesn't know. I mean, this mom, she's got to be an idiot. But that's great. Like it would be, it would definitely be fun, right? I would like knowing how fucking I am when I'm horny. I just like want to try shit. If the mom was standing right there and the girl and my girlfriend was giving me head, I would probably be like, I would say some shit to kind of like see if the mom would come join us. And I would, I would really, really shoot for the fucking threesome with my girlfriend and her mom. Definitely. That would be, that's like a dream. That's like the only dream that I fucking feel like might not come true for me. Cause that's hard, right? That's like strictly fuck, man. That's a fantasy and a half right there. Um, okay. The next one says fucked in Lake Michigan. I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know. What does that mean? Did you fuck in the water? I can't even swim in a lake. How do you fuck in a I don't know. I can't even like, you know, people like maintain like floating in a lake. Like they're just like there, they're floating. I can't do that. I can swim. I can go in direction. But I mean, like tried like fucking in a lake. How do you grab onto her and fuck her and still float? 
That's some Michael Phelps type shit that I just will never physically be capable of doing. This is the last one, which I'm sure you guys will remember if you're a long-term podcast listener. Uh, This one says, so one time I was 69ing with this guy at five in the morning and I got a bloody nose and he almost threw up. It was so funny. This, uh, if you try to guess who this was with, uh, there's another same, same girl. There was, there was one time where we tried a new position and I was like reverse cowgirl, but I was holding myself up with my arms and legs like a crab and I could literally see your cock poke. Okay. Well, now, you know, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, that was fucking wild. When a girl's like holding her head, like it's kind of like, it's a crab, but she's like holding her legs up by her head and then she's just on top of you and you fuck her. Uh, it's really, really wild and I really recommend it. She says, I could see your cock poking through my skin. That's fucking like extreme. It's a little, that was vulgar for me to even read during it. Um, well, on that note, let's talk about shoes. Time to talk about shoes, guys. Thanks for listening to all my sexual stories. And please, please, I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you have a girlfriend. I don't care what it is. Embrace your sexual fucking fantasies, your kinks, your fetishes, what you're into. Don't fucking be nervous. I used to be nervous about having a foot fetish and nobody. I didn't want anybody to know. I was disgusted with myself. Then I realized this is a beautiful thing. It's very normal. A lot of girls are into it. I'm into it fucking talk about it, you know? Talk with your friends about sex. It gets you guys closer in a weird way. I don't know how to explain it, but I know what my friends into sexually. So when I talk to him about girls or relationships, I know that he could relate to some things. If I have a friend that's really into BDSM and latex, and then a girl comes to me saying she wants me to fucking tie her up, if I got nervous in that situation, I could go to that kid and ask him, and then he'll be like, all right, buy this, buy this, go to adamandeve.com. Like, he'll help me out, you know? So fucking expand your brain, guys. Fuck. Like, there should be nothing that we hide where people, especially when it comes to sex, sex is like what is like the animalistic shit that we have that we were born to do is to have sex, eat food, and like, I don't know, text at this point. Uh, So sex is a very natural thing. Everyone does it. Talk about it. Don't be weird. If you want to be weird, if you want to hide shit, hide all the stories about like stupid, meaningless shit. Sex is meaningful. Talk about it. All right. How many times have to say it? Fuck. My shirt matches the TV, by the way. It's kind of cool. Um, all right. We're going to do a quick few shoes. I don't know how my phone's still alive, but this is going to be fast. I got the Jim Red Retro Ones in hand. These are brand new. Uh, they just came out. I don't know, two weeks ago. They're supposed to be like a mock-up of the not-for-resale pair. They just don't have, of course, the writing on the tongue and the toe box and the sole here and on the inside. Um, This is like, it's not a patent leather and it's like a very smooth, it's an extremely smooth leather. It almost feels like, just because we're talking about sex, it feels like there's lube over the fucking shoe. Like they're very shiny. It's got a little bit of like a slippery feel to it. I don't know what this material is. I'm sure it's just like a leather that's like tarnished or it's got product over it or it like sat in fucking some room that made it feel this way. God. The lighting's fucked up again. 
yeah, I mean, these are really dope. I think that these are great colorway, black, white, and red. It's like kind of Jordan's colorway recently, especially with Chicago ones. But the fact that you get a Jordan pair that's got his colors from the Chicago Bulls, black, white, and red. Uh, it's a retro one, and it's a high. It's not a mid-top. You really, really can't beat a retro like this. Um, and they really go with everything. It's, it's minor hints of red and it's a nice gem red. It's not like too bright. It's not something that's going to throw your outfits off. So these are great. Highly recommend these. There's GS pairs as well, which is girl sizes. And there's even like toddlers or kids, I think. So they make them for the whole fucking family and men's pairs right now for the gym red retro ones are 200 bucks and under, I think in almost any size. And women's pair is just around the same thing. For under 200 bucks, great colorway. Uh, Sam Roberts, a lot of you guys know, he's a great friend of mine. I'm going to see him next month. Uh, he just started a shoe, a shoe podcast called Not Shoes. I actually don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we might, we might be doing some work together. Um, he actually talked about these on his first episode of the Not Shoes podcast, and he says he tripled up on these, and he expects the market to go up like two times over within the next year. So, I mean, that's a fucking gamble. But Sam Roberts, he's a very, very well-educated sneakerhead. He's a fucking great guy. And as a collector, he's more of a collector than I am, honestly. And for him to see that he's going to buy, tr like, three of those, I was like, fuck. So then I had to get a few pairs. So he actually inspired me as a reseller to go get a few pairs and sit on them. So let's hope he's fucking right. Um... Now, there's a release that happened. This is, okay, when I talk about sneaker collabs that I will remember until I die, okay, this is absolutely one of them. This is a Adidas and Arizona. Let me turn the lighting down so you can see the screen better. So Arizona Ice-T. We all know Arnold Palmer. We all know when we were in like seventh grade, they would have Arizona Ice-Ts for 99 cents. Every 7-Eleven, every White Hen, every fucking place ever had iced tea from Arizona brand for 99 cents. That's their fucking thing. And it's a big ass can. If you don't know what iced tea that's, if you don't know what Arizona iced tea is, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. Um, they made a collab with Adidas. So they're Adidas Continental shoes. There's like two, those, these are the model names. There's two Adidas Continentals. There's a Adidas Young One. And then, or I think that's just those two. There's two Young Ones and two Continentals. One of them has like a floral look to it. It's, I think it's their green tea can look. Um, it's like a teal green uh, all across the shoe from the sole to the fucking top. And then there's very bright, vibrant pink and dark red flowers throughout the whole shoe. It looks fucking beautiful. On the tongue, it says 99 cents. It's got that same tag that's on the can. Um, and then it says Adidas in gold, which they were known for that gold trim on the top and the bottom of the can. I mean, this is fucking awesome. This is exactly what Saucony used to do. And I, maybe they still do, but Saucony would do shit like this. Maybe not with brands, but just with foods. They had, what did I say? Like they had food? With foods. Um, Saucony did like a burger uh, shoe that was like, it looked like a bun color on the top and the bottom. And then there was like green for lettuce, red for tomato, brown. It was like, it's it's silly, it's goofy, but I love it, you know, because it's like, that's what it is. It's a collaboration between two things. You could look at these shoes and know right away, this is Adidas and this is an Arizona iced tea. And for that, I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't even really like young ones. I don't even really like continentals, but the collaboration is what gets me here. And that's what it should be, you know? 
That's this is where sneaker culture really fucking does it for me. Uh, two companies just fucking making something beautiful. The unfortunate part is there was a pop up. I think this was like just three days ago, the 17th and the 18th of July. Uh, they did a pop-up for this release in New York, which I don't know why the fuck they didn't do it in Arizona, but they did a pop-up in New York, and supposedly the, the, the pop-up shop got shut down. New York Police Department shut it down, and they weren't able to even sell all of their pairs, and they had to leave. So, I mean, that sucks, right? It's like you have such a fucking fan base, such a fucking... And there's... Oh, the other... The whole part of this that makes it dope is that the shoes are being sold for 99 cents. Like, when you know a company's willing to lose money just to fucking make the fans happy, can you not love that more? I mean, is that not a beautiful fucking thing? Adidas probably makes these shoes for, I don't know, 30 bucks each. Maybe way more, maybe way less. I don't fucking know. Maybe they make them for 50 bucks each. And they sell them for 110. In this case, they made, let's say, a thousand pairs. They're selling them for a dollar each pair. They're losing a fuckload of money, but they don't care because it's about it's about the press, it's about the culture, it's about making people happy. Getting shoes for a dollar is a fucking steal. And getting extremely limited shoes for a dollar is a miracle. So I really, really love this, man. It's fucking great. Meanwhile. Jordan Brand is making another fucking Chicago One colorway. Are you guys excited? So now we've got, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but really quick, we've got the Spider-Man Ones. We've got the Chicago's that just came out in, I don't know, 2016. We've got the the Jordan Chicago 1.5s. We've got the fucking... Oh my God. I don't even know how many there is. We've got the LA to Chicago's. These gym reds are Chicago colors, but they're not a Chicago colorway, so they're different. Um, dude, there's so many. We've got the off-white Chicago ones. That was a Chicago one colorway. I know that there's more. I, I know that there's more. There was a mid-top that they made. Then there was the fucking... What's the other one? God, it's... There's the the one that's like half white and blue and half red. It's like half Chicago ones. There's those. Now they're doing an 85 cut. That's like the original Jordan 1 cut shoe. It's a little bit higher. It's a little bit more, like, I don't know, textured throughout the shoe. Now they're doing that at the end of this year in a Chicago 1 colorway. Supposedly, it's not confirmed yet, but that's the rumor. And God, I mean, fuck. Jordan had a great year last year, and even the year before, they did really, really, really well. And now it's like, it's like they had two guys that knew what they were doing for two years, and now they, like, left the company and we're back to making 85 breads, 85 fucking Chicago's. It really, really sucks. Even though, like, I'm not going to say they're horrible because they still have a deal with Off-White. They still have the SB collab that they just did. There's great parts of it, but just that one little touch of fucking dog shit releases just kills it for me. Um, This is a SpongeBob SquarePants and Nike Kyrie collection that's releasing this month, or actually next month in August. There's like seven pairs of shoes. They all say SpongeBob on the inside or Patrick. They're inspired colorways, obviously, of the characters. There's a pink one that's supposed to be Patrick. There's a red one for Mr. Krabs with green money signs on it. I mean, man, this sucks for me. And I know that it's like, 
Okay, it really doesn't scream SpongeBob though, because there's not a SpongeBob logo. It's only SpongeBob that's on the inside of the like. On, it says it on the inside. I don't think there's any pictures of any of the characters on the shoes. For that reason, I think these are really dumb. Okay, and I hated SpongeBob so fucking much that I can't get behind it. And five pairs and Kyrie's. Kyrie's are dog shit. I mean, they're probably good shoes to play like basketball, and they look like a good basketball shoe. But for a casual shoe, I, I just can't can't do it. I don't know. I, personally, me personally, I don't like this fucking. I don't like this shit at all. I don't like the SpongeBob. Ba- okay, I don't like the SpongeBob collab, and I give it a three out of ten. Before I, I end this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, he's way bigger than me. He, he's not even going to know that I'm doing this. He's a very big YouTuber. He's a, he's a friend of mine. I've worked with him for a few years now. I've looked up to this guy for fucking years. I was watching him on YouTube in like 2014 and 15, and he really inspired a lot of me becoming a sneaker reseller and collecting and all of that. Uh, he's a guy named Tyler Blake. Go follow his fucking uh, YouTube channel if you want. But this plug is mainly for... Uh, it's called Kicks Under Cost. He owns this, it's like a website or a company, I don't know what you want to call it, but he owns a, a website that's called kicksundercost.com and a Twitter page at kicksundercost. And if you follow this and you just put it in your feed, they give shout outs of like, it'll be like save 50% on a Jordan 1 release until tomorrow, use this code. You go to the website, you use the code and you save yourself 80 bucks. They just had a huge Ultra Boost sale that there was like original black and white core core black ultra boosts for women that were going for like 70 bucks brand new just from his codes and his links. So kicks under cost on uh, Twitter and on just .com. And his name is Tyler Blake. He's the one that runs it. I'm sure he has people that helps him now. But shout out to that. If you want to get steals on shoes, if your budget's low, if you don't even like to spend a lot of money on shoes, highly recommend at kicks under cost on Twitter for that fucking that's it. Now I need to go like take a shower cause I'm sweating my dick off. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week when, uh, when Corey in the house is on the show, Kyle Massey.